Well, look who we have here, everybody. David Menken. How are you, mate? Thank you for coming on the show. I'm good, thank you. Uh, you've stayed up uh, very, very late for me. <laughs> uh, it's only 11.30. This is when I start to thrive, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But you are on the other side of the world. So if the Zoom, if the Zoom gets delayed, we know why. So exactly. Thank you for taking up some time today, mate. We really appreciate it. You over in London at the moment. How's the weather up there? Do you know what? <laughs> Everywhere else in, in Europe is roasting. And we are having the most typical British summer ever. Um, it is overcast every single day. You have to take you have to take a sweater with you. You have to take an umbrella with you. If you're cycling, you know you get you got to cagoule it. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I'm uh, supposedly my friends are roasting in the rest of Europe. So so uh, we're all going to burn up soon anyway. But but London is not London is not burning. I've heard you've got friends everywhere around the world. But do you have friends in Australia, David? I'm curious. I, well, yeah, um, I do have friends in Australia. I have, because uh, I went to an international school, so I've got friends all over the place. Um, but uh, my friend Alex Carlton, she's a writer in Australia. She's amazing. Um, I know a, a really good friend of mine is uh, a man by the name of Ruben Kay, who has caused the right in Australia to lose their fucking minds because he made a <laughs> Jesus joke on primetime television. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> I he's didn't an see amazing... that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. He, he, you can imagine he, he dresses in, in drag, uh, sings, uh, is a stand-up comedian is acerbically funny and doesn't let anyone get away with their shit. Um, and you can imagine what happened, um, when <laughs> he decided to just let loose a little bit. So they, so the whole, um, you know, won't someone think of the children crowd came about. So, yeah. But um, anyway, who ca who cares about them? <laughs> well, they do. They care a lot about them. Um, so we don't have to worry about them. And I've got, uh, I got friends in New Zealand as well. And I've worked for What a Workshop on a show called Thunderbirds or Go based on the old Thunderbird series. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping to get over there at some point to your part of the world. Yeah. We need to get you over for for a con or something. Yeah, make it happen, con people. <laughs> hey, is it true you lived in Africa as well for a bit of time there? Yeah, as a kid, uh, my dad my dad worked in oil. So, um, but he worked for Norwegian Oil, uh, and so he's an American. But um, yeah, he worked for Norwegian Oil, and we ended up getting sent to Benin in West Africa when I was a little kid. And we sort of had a little Norwegian community there until money started disappearing and corruption happened. And we had to leave the, the country in haste and, and things like that. But uh, I was a young kid and it, ha it had an amazing impression on me. And I, I still remember stuff from being like four years old. So pretty amazing. Really? Just interactions yeah. with the people there or the landscapes or what? I, I remember, I, I guess because I had such vivid experiences um, mm. as a young kid, I I have really, really clear uh, memories of being a very, very young kid. And I realized that not a lot of people have that. So, so yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember conversations. I remember experiences. I 
um, yeah, you know, it was, it was nuts. I had malaria twice down there. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I remember what that was like even. So, yeah. And your dad was from New Jersey, mom from Norway. Yeah. Mother's Norwegian. And, um, and she, um, so, uh, my, and I have a brother and a sister and they, they moved back to, uh, to Norway as well. My mother's there. So, uh, or my mother was there. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so yeah, so I have, I still have a connection to Norway, but London has sort of become my home because, uh, when I was 10 years old, we moved to just outside London. Um, and I went to an American international school and, um, uh, and that's where I met sort of loads and loads of people from every single corner of the earth. I was very lucky to be sort of introduced to all these different cultures. Is the term so, third culture kid? Is that how you've coined it? I, I heard you call. Oh man, yes, yes, yes. It's it's. I have, I have not coined that phrase. It is. No, uh, yeah. It is something. Yeah. So they call us either third culture kids or cross cultural kids, and it's based on a study that was made. I think um, of uh, because they saw that American army brats um, were exhibiting the same kind of. Um, strengths and weaknesses and they couldn't understand why that was the case because they were uh, you know very very different but they all sort of had these situations and third culture kids they sort of they're taken out of their original culture and they're put into another uh, where they are not at home but they're there and they they put themselves into it um, and then they lose contact with their with their original culture um, and they learn very very quickly how to adapt so Someone once said to me that you know it's like you could they could put you in an uh, in an embassy or in a or in a favela and you'd 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 find people to get along with you uh, you know you'd uh, you'd get chatting to everybody and I think that's that's something that I was taught you had to make friends in order to survive um, uh, you you have to you have to adapt um, I kind of get in trouble these days because I find myself um, code switching a little bit which is my accent will kind of change depending on who I'm with uh because I I want I want I think the the issue is that third culture kids want to be accepted um and so we find ourselves sort of talking like the people that we're with and they can at times take offense because they think that we're making fun of their culture no 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 we are all we're doing is it's, it's just pure self-preservation and and a and a wish to learn as much as possible about them so that we can see if we have any kind of connections. Did you feel accepted growing up? Oh man. Um to a certain extent, yes. Uh, but I was um I was uh very, very I think they call them overly emotional now or emo. Um <laughs> I I was a kid who had a lot of feelings as I, uh, when I was young, I would feel whatever was going on in the room. Uh, if somebody was being yelled at, I would cry, uh, even if I wasn't being yelled at, and then I'd get yelled at for crying, um, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and I was, I was what, uh, alpha males would call a sissy. Uh, and, um, and uh, that made me a target. Um, but, um, I, uh, you know, I, I did certain things in order to fit in. Uh, and you learn very, very quickly that that's the only way that you're going to survive. But I was always a weirdo. 
I, I was. But as I got older, people started, uh, they started accepting me and I actually sort of liking my my weirdness and, and the, the fact that um, I was just slightly different. But then um, I went into an industry where they're like, can you try to be as beige as possible in your day-to-day -day life so that you can then become anything else? So that's how I've like suddenly ended up like looking like the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> I am, I am, you know, I look like, I just look like, uh, you know, an American dude. Um, and I just don't act like it. That's the only problem. But <laughs> I play you... them. I play them on TV and I play <laughs> them. You... I play them in games. Yeah. I already know you're a phenomenal actor because you play a lot of assholes and you're definitely not an asshole. Just by speaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a lovely guy, Dan. And uh, and I just um, I just get to uh, I just get to play. <laughs> <laughs> when did you come into your own? Do you think? Like when did you feel like this is me? You know. I, I think I probably was in my early twenties, and hmm. um, I uh, I'd, I'd finished sort of my theater school training, and and um, and was uh, and I started working um, for a TV station, working and doing their continuity work, and I started finding that I had this capacity for doing voiceovers, and um, uh, and I just sort of fell in love with this was because I'm old ish um 46 um this was at a time when the internet didn't have webinars we didn't have master classes we didn't have uh you know 10 steps to become a dot 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 so i had to sit there and listen to and watch the people who i thought were doing a good job and try to figure out what they were doing and mm. um and i uh i sort who of did started you look to, to the who did you look to who as inspirations um well, to give you an idea, like I, I remember um, hounding Stephen Fry's voice agent because I thought that he was so good at what he did with his voice. Um, he's uh, he's phenomenal in front mm -hmm. of a microphone, and um, and I got with his voice agent um, wow. because I I was just like yeah because I I was sort of getting in touch with the smaller agencies around town. And they just weren't, you know, they were like, who, who the fuck are you? And I just <laughs> I went for it. I, I uh, And I was like, this, this is the agent I'm getting in with. And I made my own demo and I put it on a, I put it on a mini disc. <laughs> wow. Uh, you are old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, unsure. I was unsure if they, um, if they had a mini disc player. So I sent my own mini disc player with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fantastic. And, uh, uh. Yeah. And um, they brought me in for an interview and they were like, what are you? And <laughs> they said, we can't promise anything, but we can try it out for a little bit. And then the next morning uh, I got a call and I did a commercial for the Ministry of Sounds California sessions. And that was my first job for them. But then at the same time, an office that I was working in, we shared a lift with Fox Kids um, and they, um, and they were starting up their Scandinavian section and I got chatting to some people there and they're like, Hey, can you help us? Uh, can you help us with this? And I was like, yeah, I love, I love cartoons. I've always wanted to get into that. So I, so I launched their Scandinavian division and, um, and bit by bit sort of 
started talking to my agents about like, I kind of want to do animation. Uh, and they're like, well, then you need to get a demo done. And I was like, well, who's the best guy for it? And it was this guy called Dave Peacock, who is still probably one of the best performance directors out there. Um, and um, I hounded him until it took me three months to uh, get him, wind him down. And uh, he made my demo for me. And then I got Bob the Builder. I was Scoop and Bob the Builder. And then I got yeah. uh, Thomas and Friends. And, um, and at the same time, I was helping a friend of mine who's a casting director. And I was helping her with a games casting. And she and I was, I was like, all right, I'll come in and help you with this. And I was leading all these people in. Some people I knew, some people I didn't. And at the end of the day, she was like, oh, go in. Go in and just give it a try. <laughs> and I did. And then the next week, I got the role of Preston Marlowe in Battlefield Bad what a, Company. What a great set of games. One and two. Bad Company. They hold up. I, I reckon they hold up. They hold up. Yeah. EA, Dice, you've <laughs> pulled the games. That is a mistake. Really? It is Have a they? mistake. Damn. They've just, they just did it this year. Oh, um, sucks. It, it's so bad because... Because these games hold up, and I'm hoping that what they're going to do is that they're just going to they're just going to remaster or something. Um, hopefully, yeah, yeah, remaster it, bring it back out, because um, it is it is that good. It was a buddy movie made into a war game, and um, we edit, we had such a good time, and we did it as an ensemble recording, which is unusual even to this day. It's starting to come back now, but yeah, we were. Man, that was that was a way to get into the this industry. Were you nervous getting into that? Because how, how long ago was that? That was like two thousand seven, right? This that was when things were really uh, starting. Yeah, to I, think, I think I, I think we started. Yeah, I think we started two thousand eight to record. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't nervous because I didn't know what the I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You didn't know didn't about know, the gaming world, you know, did you either? You weren't. No, um, I mean, I I played I played some games, but but to give you an idea, you know. It, that was, I played games when we still had, you know, floppy disks and, uh, and, and CD ROMs and, um, and, you know, you'd, uh, you'd get a, you'd get a pack, uh, of, of different, you know, CD ROMs that you had to put in in order and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's kind of stuff I, I got to play at my friend's house because my mom, um, she thought that games would rob my brain. So <laughs> I was not allowed. <laughs> Look at you now, mate. Finishing Ghost of Tsushima 100% at 45, 46 years old. Sorry, Mark. Man, <laughs> lockdown, lockdown. But it was my brother. My brother was the one mm. who, uh, he was like, so what are you going to do with yourself now? And he's like, you know, your setup's pretty good and stuff and um, for for recording at home. And I was like, well... I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe I should get a like a real home studio and maybe I should get myself a PlayStation 5, PS5. And he went, just get both. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> and I did. And I have not looked back. How do you, when you get that PS5, how do you initially choose what games? Because I know you're a part of BAFTA, like, um, what do you call that? You're a part of the selection committee. Is that? Is that I'm, uh, so I'm part. Uh, so I was part of the 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 actual uh, jury for for the jury. games. Yes, yeah. but uh, but I'm a voting member. Voting um, member, and I have yeah. been. Yeah, I have been since since lockdown. So does that yeah. dictate the games you buy at that time, or 
did you just go, oh, I'll ask some friends? Um, all I did was ask people. Yeah. Mm. So it started with it. So we were we were out. Uh, um, we weren't in the voting section of the year. And uh, and to tell you the truth, that for the most part, you get free copies of of the games when you're just looking at them. Um, and that's when you're at Steam, for example, and mobile. Uh, we get keys to uh, to play those games. And it only for the triple A's, you only really get um, get the keys for the game if if they're shortlisted or long. I think yeah, yeah. shortlisted. I think yeah. So um, so what I did was I. I mean, the thing is that I, I go in to studios all the time and I work with game devs and I work with I work with um, uh, sound engineers that only deal with games. And, and I work for these these companies. And all I did was just pump them for info and just was like, what do I start with? What do I start with? Do I start with do I start with cyberpunk? Do I start with, uh, you know, um, um, and my friend Jane Perry, uh, she was in Returnal. Um, and I was like, do I start with Returnal? And they were like, absolutely not. Do <laughs> just do not start with that game because you will throw your console out the window. Um, and somebody said to me, like, what are you looking for? And I went, I was like, I, you know, I want, I want, I want to feel like I'm in a movie. I want to feel like I'm, I am experiencing, uh, something, uh, something epic. And they just said, Ghost of Tsushima. And, yeah. um, it, uh, it, it blew my mind and um it just it just kept on getting better and and i i you know you have to make certain choices in that game and at one point i was sobbing over a horse and then me too that, man that was devastating and then i had to rename another horse i couldn't do it it's i know i know and every so often i'll go back <laughs> and 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 i'll be playing in just open world and uh, and my stupid new horse, who I have no <laughs> no emotional attachment to, I make her run everywhere. Now. <laughs> like you know, yeah. yeah. So you played Ghost, and you loved that. That changed your outlook a little bit on gaming. Yeah, because so so here's the thing. I mean, I I thought that you sort of have to make time for games in order you know you need to you need to still have um time out for yourself and then you need to create time for gaming and uh because it's going to it's going to tax you is what i what i felt um and what i realized was that games they they give me something that i didn't know i needed there is there is a there's a detachment from my day that happens when I'm gaming that I was completely shocked by where, first of all, you know, suddenly it's, it's three, 4 AM and, and, <laughs> yeah. and birds are chirping and you're like, Oh shit, I'm up in three hours. Um, right. And there's, there's that, but there's also this feeling of, of like, like sometimes, sometimes I need to jump from a cliff and and katana the crap out of someone um because <laughs> because someone 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 cut me off today yeah. and uh, and yeah. instead of having road rage i now just take it out on on a, the mongols 
so um yeah it's it's changed it's it's completely changed things for me i um i love it and i am you know and now i've started this thing um and uh, I'm, I'm shit so i'm, I'm on <laughs> i'm 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 on uh i've got my I'm, i got my little bingo wings and uh and my and my little uh my little kick uh, you know kick wheels um so that so that i can get through this game while As in you got ben the cheats Star- on you got the little cheats on I, yeah. I've, I've got i'm i'm on i'm on full story mode full story mode uh while ben Starr is like uh, yeah 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 i'm going for plat <laughs> fuck off ben <laughs> that bastard uh, yeah so, so well talk, tell us about final fantasy because i know you were in 14 a little role um, in that one, is that how they got you for this one? They thought, well, this guy's pretty talented. We might use him a few games later. I think so. What it is is that um, I, I don't know. I have been lucky to have played some iconic characters through the years, and in a lot of ways, I don't think that it's because they've gone like, oh, it's David Menken. We need to get him in. Um, it's I there's been a there's been a definite um bit of luck but there's also been the fact that I work with people who then bring me to the attention of of the people that make decisions um so I'm very thankful to companies like side and liquid violet who are these um um companies that record and um and edit game uh, game audio in in London and um and because of because of that um i got 14 and i played magnus uh in a side quest and um i made people cry um while drunk and um i wasn't literally drunk but yeah um <laughs> that's what you tell people yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but but that was my first my first time working with square enix and yeah, right. um and then and I had just uh, finished on that. And then they said, hey, um, the team of Square Enix would like you to read for something. Um, so they brought me in and they sort of, they were so cagey about stuff. And, um, or Koji, sorry, Square Enix fans. Um, <laughs> uh, they um, uh, they brought me in and, and they were just like, yeah, and uh, you have this, uh yeah you know you've got your norwegian roots right because you did that in 14 and i was like yeah yeah uh, can you do something and um but can you um can you make make them um you know make them be a villain but not in the way that you would think a villain is usually is usually playing is usually played so i was like well i'll do what i feel is 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 right for a villain which is to make it a really small performance because I always find that the most effective villains uh, look at Die Hard, look at, you know, look at all these, um, these movies that you've seen through the years. It's the ones, the ones that, that walk softly and uh, don't even carry a big stick. They have massive guys behind them who have sticks. Um, They're the interesting ones. So I sort of just went from that perspective and I got the job the day that I was announced for, for 14. Um, and I posted about 14, but they hadn't told me about 16 yet. Uh, they didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I hadn't even been told that it was 16. So 
Square Enix and side the company that I was working for freaked out because they thought that I was breaking my NDA. And um, because they they're you know XIV and XVI look pretty. Yeah. So um, I had this panicked phone call from my agent, and I was like, I don't know what the I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? (laughs) What have I? It's in the public domain. There's there are there's there's you know it's a tweet that says that I'm in it. So um, and then they were they were like, oh yes, by the way, you have a job, and here is a link to a massive PDF document, and here is a um, code name for the game, and uh, you're going to be working with um, with a British team, uh, but it is a Japanese production, and and as time went on, I realized that what what I was working on was was um, was a new Final Fantasy. And, and when you find yeah, that out, the, then what happens in your yeah. mind? Does the mind start to tick over a little bit? You think, oh, here we go. Um, yes, because I realized I was I realized that I was part of something very very big. Mm. Um, later, as, uh, as I've spoken to Ben, Ben had you know a full on crisis right after right after right after he you know popped the champagne or whatever he did. He then had a full crisis because he realized the world was just on his shoulders. Um, and I just was like, yeah, big game. If they don't like me, they'll fire me. It's fine. You're up for the and, challenge. Uh, yeah. You're excited. Yeah. Well, Ben was, well, while Ben was going, if they don't like me, they'll fire me. <laughs> so, uh, so in a much cooler, with a much cooler voice, uh, and, uh, uh, better cheekbones, but, um, but yeah, we, um, and then of course I didn't get to work with anyone else at the time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, ben was working with with a few of his co-actors, uh, but my my section of the game, of course, came much much later. So um, so I was working by myself, and um, and it was only until Ben and I started at like um, tail end of COVID, as I was walking away from the studio, he would always be walking to the studio, and we'd be like, hmm. How you doing? Yeah. And um, eventually uh, we twigged. Did you say yeah. I recognize that voice? <laughs> yes, yes. He says. He says. Um, ben. Uh, ben definitely made it clear. He was like, David. David, you're. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're definitely. You're definitely out to get me, aren't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, and is that challenging for you, or is it? You know, not being able to play off someone and and others are you get a bit jealous of that or do you take on the challenge because you know it does help doesn't it if you have someone there for the you know having a bit of chemistry and to work bounce off yeah. someone yeah i mean for for 16 we we were so lucky i had uh, an amazing performance director called hannah price i had uh, morgan and ollie from a company called schlock and they were the ones who pretty much were responsible for all the all the English dialogue, which of course became the originating dialogue for for the game. Um, so they were working with the Japanese team, but we came first for the first time in any Final Fantasy game. So I had all these mm. people, and they were, you know, they they knew how how this massive tree looked, and and they would sort of place me on the branch that I was supposed to be on, and then they would interact with me, and that was that was great. And then every so often. Um, ben would have done his lines for the, for that scene uh, first, or 
um, uh, or Nina, for example, and then they would play the corresponding lines with mine so that mm. I could, I could play opposite someone, but my job in a, in a game anyway, is, is to create the world in my head. So I have certain questions that I always ask, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's these like who, what, where, when, and why. So like, who am I? Um, when is this, uh, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And, uh, and do I have a specific reason for being in the emotional state that I'm in? Um, and then I also, you know, ask the questions like, like, Hey, so am I affected? Am I inside? Am I outside? Am I, um, am I affected by the weather? Am I affected by distance? Am I the kind of person that, that, um, you know, has to yell across a canyon so the other person can hear me? Or am I the kind of, per or am I playing the kind of person where it doesn't matter how far I am, my voice is going to be ringing inside your head. And for, for 16, for example, it was very clear that no matter where I was in relation to, to these people, I, I did not have to stretch in any way. Yeah, I could just talk didn't. like this. But there was yeah. there was the moment in the boss fight. I don't you haven't played it or have you? But you've seen it. I know. Yeah, I'm have, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not there yet, but yeah. I've I've definitely watched it because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> the you go, you can you can hear the desperation in the voice come out. Was that something you were directed or did you do that? This was something that we agreed on. This is something that if if my, I mean, are we spoiler free here? What are we, what are we? We're going to do spoilers. So, so guys, if you haven't beaten the game, come back later. We're going to get into a bit of spoilers here. So just a warning for everyone yeah. and go for yeah. it, Dave. So <laughs> this is someone who has been fully, um, fully faithful and fully driven in his purpose as to what he is there to do. He has been, it has been made clear to him that he is the most powerful, but he is about to, he is, he is, his job is to prepare someone to be even more powerful than him so that they can, that they can be the vessel for God as mm. far as he's concerned. And he gets to a point in his boss fight where he, he is he hasn't had anything be awakened in him of his own human need for winning for living for um uh, for wanting until he realizes that he has an opponent he has an, a worthy opponent finally and because of that, he, everything just explodes out of him. And he is, he is. Well, is he elated? Is he sort of. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Because, because he is, he, he finally, imagine, imagine how boring life would be if you, if you, if you never had, if you never met your match. If you if you never if you never had an opportunity to um to be bested 
There's an anime about this. And what One Punch Man, by the way, where he's great. He's got no. He's got no. Um, every he just beats everyone with one punch. But go on, sorry. Continue. Okay, writing this down (laughs) later. Um, But yeah, it's you know when you're when you're in that kind of situation, what do you care? Do you care? I mean, clearly you saw you saw how he was with Benedicta in bed. It, he didn't seem exactly thrilled no. and uh, and overly turned on. There she was trying to awaken his passions. And then you see him in a scene where he is the only thing the only thing that awakens any any kind of humanity in him is the sight of his mother. Mm. And is it's a scene that's freaking people out. Mm. But I don't think they quite understand it because they they see it as something sexual. But what wow. Ultima is doing is Ultima is giving him a gift for do, saying and doing the right things. Please, your opinion. Sorry. Because he because he had the childhood trauma of, of seeing his mother killed, right? Well, yes. I mean, I'm I am I'm going to be very careful here because, okay. because if I say something. It It'll is go lore. canon. Yeah. So let's yes. Yeah. I understand. So yeah. what I will what I will say to that <clears throat> is I will I'll, be, I'll temper my answer by saying that the only thing that mattered to him was his mother. Was his mother. Yeah. And you can imagine how long it is since she has he has seen her and how long it is since someone She's the only other being that has shaped him. It is her and it's ultimate. Yeah. So therefore, therefore, and that is the thing. He looks up when he's massive spoiler. When yeah, when he scene. when yeah. he dies. Yeah. You think he is he is looking up at his master, but it's not. The arms are his mother, and he finally gets to go to her. And, um, and that was my, my choice. We, you know, um, once again, uh, I might be speaking out of turn, but we spent time on it and I, we wondered and tried out, um, for me to say mama really? as in the Norwegian, Norwegian for mom. Wow. Yeah. But I completely understand why they didn't choose it because of course, Norwegian is not, is not necessarily the language it is yeah. it is it is we are basing it in a scandinavian you know place but um but i i i sort of put forward i was like i want it for him to completely go back to the child and um and that's and that was my that was my plan with 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 how how it said it it is a it is joy it is not it is not someone it is not your typical bad boss dying it is it is it is um freedom and and returning home as far as i'm concerned that may yeah. not be square enix's um way of looking at it but that is how i felt it when i played it so you is that how you felt when you watched it for the first time once the game was out like did you get emotional I, when I, you watched it? Because it is quite. A, I, I was. I felt sorry for him at that point. You know. Yeah, yeah. He is. 
it, you know, there is, there's a lot of, there are a lot of questions about, you know, is he Akashic is, you know, what, 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 what is there? And I'm like, I can't answer that because that is not my job to answer. My job, my job was to go in there, find something in him that, that I, I can also find in myself. And that is, that is a, a need. I, I, I have as a human being, I have a need to be understood. I have a need to be respected in some way. Um, and I, um, and I need, I need people to understand my point of view. And that was where I came from with, uh, with, with Barnabas. I wanted, I, I wanted him to be someone who was extremely principled. And as far as he's concerned, he's not the bad guy, but he's, he is, he is there. He, he is toying with Clive. He is, he is there because as far as he's concerned, this guy is nowhere close to being who he is. So it is, it is his job to make him ready and to make him understand. And, and I was like, yeah, I can play that. I can totally play that. And that was, uh, and when I watched it back, I went, yeah, I did my job. I did my job. Did it make then, you feel anything or because, or is, is, are you sort of away from it because you're, it's too close to you? It was, it was gratifying to mm. see that what I did, I felt came across. Um, but when I, when I sit and I watch my work, I'm not the type of person who then goes like, that was amazing. I did so good. You're looking uh, you know, at your critical, I, critical eye. I, I have a very critical eye. Mm -hmm. I have, um, and I, I also have this, this feeling that, that, you know, I'm I'm watching a story and then I come in and I ruin it because it's me. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, oh, there I am again. All right, yeah. talking about stuff. Don't worry about that. Um, that is not true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, it's uh, you know I so I don't I don't ever get um sort of emotional yeah, watching. I get it. I'm good, but I um but I do get but I have been emotional watching what my fellow actors have been doing. Um, so I understand the, um, the effect the game has had and the storytelling has had on people because, uh, boy, oh boy, do people have opinions. <laughs> they do, don't they? I, I love the scene where Clive and, <clears throat> and Barnabas meet and that epic fucking soundtrack with the electric guitar, man. I've been listening to that for weeks. It is so cool. <laughs> you you got to... <laughs> I love that and scene. I, I, everybody, everybody at some point in their lives should have an opportunity to do something <laughs> while being underscored by an electric. Yeah, yeah, 100%. and and some and some Japanese dude bar bass baritone just singing the shit out of something. <laughs> um, I just um. I and the music is amazing and and that once again that makes me this is and this is the thing that i sort of wanted to say 
my job was like a tiny, tiny slice. There was also um, motion a motion capture team, uh, some amazing motion capture actors who came in and uh, and did stuff. So I did I did facial capture, um, and and voice voice of course. But then there was an entire team that that went out and and gave gave the movements to to all of these characters. Then it's you know the musicians the the narrative team the. Uh, you know, you, you, you've seen how many, how many other companies Square Enix had to work with in order to get everything to come together. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's huge. It's massive. Mm. And I am so happy that I didn't get intimidated by it because, because I think that if I was, if I was playing this role um, in a, in a film, mm. I think that the, the gravity of it would be, would be slightly overwhelming. Um, uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that I was a little bit naive to it. But that won't happen in the future with a role. If you get a role in another big property, do you think you'd be prepared for that? I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to games, I've been playing, I've been playing these, uh, I've been playing lead characters for a long time now, but it's, it's, it's just, um, the big, the biggies are becoming, so big mm. you know you know games games are outpacing film and tv two to one. Oh yeah so this is games are where the ideas are coming from um where the narrative teams are are born where you know where, where people collaborate and they create they create something that is so much bigger and, and a lot of times better because they don't have they don't have to s- tell a story in the space of two hours and 10 minutes or, or in the space of, you know, um, six times one hour or whatever it is, this is, you know, 180 hours of content, 200 hours of content. Um, I am so lucky that I am in the industry that I'm in because I am getting to meet so many people who are so freaking talented and they don't have any ego about it. I've also, I also work in film and TV and I meet talented people who have a massive ego and a huge chip on their shoulder. But for some reason, games and in a lot of ways, animation as well, it's sort of where, where I like to be. And it's also, it's also the arena that I get to play in, even though I'm not a celebrity. You know, I'm people are starting to starting to recognize my name in in uh, mm. in in games. But um, and you're not hamstrung by I'm, one character either, or one archetype. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't. No. Listen, I'm I'm a man with a massive, some say no neck whatsoever. I when I'm when I'm on screen, I usually play the CIA guy, the um, the the Norwegian guy, uh, <laughs> the um, the you know the teacher. The uh, it's the assholes are starting to uh, slip in there. Um, I am sort of your stereotypical blonde white guy asshole, but um, but in games I get to play. I get to play assholes with dark hair. <laughs> ah, with big swords, yeah, and turn into with big swords Odin. and cod pieces and and um, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so. So yeah, I do you, I am. Do you, 
Do you think they did? They chose to do mocap with other actors because of all the stunts and everything. Was that the main reason? Do you, do you feel? Um, I I can't answer fully to to why they did that. But there was a lot of time pressure under this, so I know that that mm. they were recording voice and doing mocap at the same time, and they were that that was happening in two different countries. So therefore, they couldn't bring us together. I mean, you know, Ben could have played Clive in every single way possible, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the amazing guy who um, who did uh, the body work for um, for Barnabas, he's not a he's not a a rakish you know slip of a thing he's a big old beefy scotsman who's who's awesome um so it um i mean look him up on on uh, on imdb you'll see um he's he's a great actor in his, in his own right uh, but um it it's also the fact that you know they brought they brought a mocap team in uh, so they brought they you know you hire a mocap team and they hire the people that they know can do the work instead of bringing in act, the voice actors and going, Are, have you ever done mocap before? And then also what happens is that, is that then it turns into something called performance capture, which is a whole different thing. So uh, performance capture is where you are doing the scenes together and you are, um, you are creating the world there and then, but, they didn't have the opportunity to bring us all together. They, mm. you know, we also had, we also had lockdown. We had, we, we, everything was working against us. So I don't know what the exact reasons are why, why we weren't brought in to do it. But I think that it was a really just logistics. I don't, I don't think it yeah. was possible for them to do, um, to, to bring that. And, and um, what are they going to do with like certain, certain people who are, they're not seven foot two. So what are you going to do? You're going to get an actor and be like, you're going to be on stilts. You you get to be on stilts. You know, there's, I there's know I spoke to things. the guys in God of war. They said that they, there's like a stick behind them and they got to look up. I think that's how they do it. So the eye line, yeah. so you're not looking at their eyes, but um, yeah, yeah I, I was only curious because I was speaking to Alex who plays Hugo and he said that the movements for Hugo, he would have done something different. He spoke quite candidly. He said, yeah, I wasn't, I probably would have done something a little bit different, but I had to work with what I was given and mold the character, you know, with those physical movements. So I'm wondering if you had a similar experience or because I, I really like yeah. the way he moves. <laughs> it's, you know, and especially that scene where um, just before the boss fight, the oceans around he's sort of slowly yes. moving in with your it's just so epic so it is and and there are certain things where where you know i i was lucky that i got to sort of say uh that you know there's there are certain things that i will want to do with with my character and if the if the mocap doesn't work we're going to have a, an issue. So therefore there was some mocap that was, I'm not saying that I was being a diva. I was just saying oh, like, really? there's, you, there's, there's wow. certain things, there's certain things that I want to be able to do with my voice. And that might, might be different to the pacing of how, how you've asked your mocap actors to, to do things, but we worked it out. That's the thing you were, my job is to fix your problem. 
So for the most part, for the most part, it's, it is my job to go in there and go, okay, I wouldn't have quite done it like that, but I'll do this and I'll make it sort of work with me. But I also said to them, I was like, there are certain things that if you ask me to do it and I don't feel it's right for the character, I will come back to you and say, I don't think that's right for the character. Are you able to touch on those or is that too far in the weeds? Um, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't a big deal, but what I, what I mean, yeah, I, know. I think is it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal in the room, but what I was saying, what I, what I say to people is that, that when we've been working for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. on the voice and then they start the motion capture process, I don't feel that it's right that I should then change my performance because because then then the people um, um, animating it and then later when the people are playing it, they'll be like, why is there a shift in this character? Mm. So what I said to them was, I have been doing certain things vocally um, with certain beats and so on that if your mocap, um, if, if, the, if the mocap performance that you then, then create doesn't work, I, I can easily fit myself into that, but I need you to look at like, well, does it fit what I've done previously? That's what I mean. Because by that point, they're thinking of everything. Once again, they're thinking of, all, of the whole massive tree, if you think about it, massive oak. And my thing is the, the little branch that's over there. And I go, yeah, but I know this branch really, really well now. I know, I know what I'm talking about. So, so my job, this is how I feel about working in this industry. My job is to come in and fix your problem. And I come in there and I fix it really, really well. But sometimes my job is also to let you know that I need to say this to you so that we're we don't have a new problem later on. Am I making sense? And they respect that, don't like, they? They like they like they like that. Yeah. If listen, if I'm coming in for a day to work on something and I'm I'm a yeah, a, I know. A, yeah. A, a, if you're additional like, voices, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut the hell up and do your job. You know. Yeah, yeah. But if but I'm when you're a on pivotal this, character, yeah. And I've been working on it for for a year to two years, and um and I come in there and I see and I and they're like yeah we've you know we've got the mocap team now and uh, they're doing this and this and this and I'm like okay just want to raise something, and uh, and it's 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 not me being an asshole it's me trying to think shit have you guys thought about this and to tell you the truth everybody at Square Enix and everybody at Schlock they they think of everything anyway. So I was probably, I probably came across as an asshole, but it is my job to be like, Hey, have you thought about this? Um, that's my, that's my, that's what well, I'm also doing. shows that it's you a, care. You actually care yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I don't understand people who just go and, you know, get their paycheck and, uh, and leave. I, this is, you know, the, people don't talk about the uh, my side of things like this anymore, and uh, people are going to be like uh, wanker. But um, it's an art form. What we do 
is art. It is a consumable art. It is it is something that is made for a large chunk of the gaming community. Um, and they know what they're doing. But my job is to make you feel something and is to, is to make you want to do something, want to keep playing, want to keep engaging. That's my job. And as far as I'm concerned, acting is an art. And that's what I want to do. Um, I want to keep con- uh, keep keep doing it like that. I'm not there just to earn money or to become famous or something. I love this job. I don't know what the hell else I would do. So um, I'm going to get off the soapbox in a second. But um, <laughs> I just, I really love my job. And I love making people feel things. Yeah, it's it's important too. What moment of Barnabas were you most proud of looking back? Most people would think that my favorite moment is is uh, the the boss fight where yeah. um, where Barnabas just loses control and and gets to fill the entire space with um with everything he is and he um he gets to um scream shout rail and uh gig laugh scream um and of course that's that's fun that is fun but the the moment that i'm most most proud of is much earlier in the game where he's talking to a second in command and it's the usual this is what's going on people don't understand um uh our job is to educate and um uh you know that kind of stuff i'm paraphrasing but then you see him catch something in his hand and you realize that what he's catching is the remnants of the dead and dying mother crystal and there is this awe to his experience and sadness really and i feel that what i tried to get across there was a little bit of the humanity mm-hmm. that is hidden deep 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 down in the depths of barnabas and um and square enix managed to make it come across so i'm really proud of it but not necessarily just because of my performance because i don't remember how it was written um, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that my contribution there had something to do with it, but I just felt that it was just such a magical moment. And I was like, see, this is why we do this shit. <laughs> have you, have you ever felt that before in another scene that you've worked on that sort of magical moment? I feel it in every single thing, uh, especially when I get to, when I get to play a fully rounded character, um, which truth be told, doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, yeah, I, I try to find it for myself. I try to, I, I just, what I want to do is kind of be truthful but also test the limits of truth. Because I think that if I'm just screaming and wailing for the sake of it, I'm really good at yelling. I'm really good at yelling and screaming. That's something I get hired to do a lot. 
but I think people sometimes think that I just do it because like, that's, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm there to do. No, I wanted, I want there to be a reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give you, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the full pipes and, and stuff like that. If, unless, unless there's a reason for it. So if, if there's no example, reason, it becomes generic villain number three, sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I played a character called Malos in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And for some reason, people <laughs> had people just a lot of swearing, loved. wasn't it? First, first Nintendo game. Uh, I was the first Nintendo character to have a fully fledged swear. Yeah. Right. Because I say, you little shit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and um did that have uh, to go through was, any any sort of reg regulation or something to get that through or most likely but yeah. that is so way beyond my pay grade i know um but I, I i and you know this is also this is a you know i also love um not as much as you clearly but i love sort of uh japanese animation and and manga and I love the fact that they're not afraid of someone being able to go through all, every single emotion in their, in their personality within the space of one sentence. And if I have a reason to do it, then, then I'm more than happy to do it. And a character like Malos gave me that. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Because, because when do you get to play a character where they know that they are the bad guy and they revel in it. Well, I got to play that, but I also got to play a character at the very end of that game who found out that it may not have necessarily been him. It may not be his choice to be evil. And that was, and I was like, yeah, see, this is why we play this shit. This is why this character has been created. Wait, so you're saying that if I had... If if I had someone else um, as my blade, then then um, then I I as a character could have been different. What 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 does that do to me? Well, yeah, it makes makes you go nuts and and uh, try to take out the world. Have you ever have you ever broke down in the in the booth, as in the really emotional crying? Have you ever gotten to that point? where you're just an emotional wreck? Uh, no. And I'll tell you why. My job as uh, in, 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 a, in a game is to be able to be in the emotional state while also making sure that I am the correct distance away from, from the microphone, that I'm not saying my P's T's and D's straight into the microphone so that it'll pop. I am making sure that I'm taking on the director's notes from just before I um, I started the take. Um, my job is it's not there for me. If I get lost, if I lose myself, how will I get back to do it again? Because most people think of this process as being you go in and you do it and then you're done no you go in you talk about it you do it you 
they say, well, actually, you missed you missed the important words in this section. It's it's that and that and that. Okay, try that. But also, I have to make sure that I am entering the scene from the right moment of emotional at the emotional level that I had the previous scene in, for example, or whatever whatever happened. And I also have to make sure that I finish this at a place that is correct for the story. So no matter if I want to lose myself in the moment, that's not my job. My job is there to do what you need me to do. So I, I, I think of it like as, in a way as like people people don't have control over that sort of the, the emotional flow when, when it starts streaming, it's like, and you're, you're lost, you're there, you're, you're in, you're in your emotions. And as an actor, my job is to be able to like regulate it, if it makes sense. And, mm. um, and that's, that's why you won't see me lose it. Same thing with someone doing a crying scene. Someone doing a crying scene, if you if your aim is to cry, that's very difficult. But if if you also lose yourself in the moment of the crying, how do you reset? What happens when they go, okay, let's go back to zero because nobody cares. Everybody's waiting for lunch anyway. Um, you need to then be able to be like, bring it back, dial it all the way back to wherever the dial was at the beginning of the scene with the help of your performance director. And then you start again. And then maybe you go a little bit further and you stop and you reset. If I was to start howling about the loss of, of, of somebody in my life, you get one take out of me, but I may have said something wrong or in the wrong way or in the wrong order. Well, then it's unusable. What if... Just to play devil's advocate, what if the director was to say, this is the last take, try something? Okay. What day of the week is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Well, let's, let's is it say a Monday? it's a, fr- let's say it's Monday? a Friday night. Do I, have to, do, I have to, do I have to be a toy train tomorrow morning? <laughs> let's say um, if it's Friday, it's a, Friday afternoon, yeah? Is it, is it a Friday and it's 5.30 p.m.? And there is a cold glass of cider, pint of cider yeah, waiting for me. There is. Yeah. 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 I will give you whatever the fuck you want. I will. I will. Dan, I will be a blubbering mess. You will see the snot. You will. Um, so you I can get there. The microphone. You, you feel you can get to those levels. If, I, if you have, if you had to. Because you I said that to, you yes. cried. You said you cried a lot as a kid. That's that's why I, I asked the question because if, if um yeah so there were years when because because in order to be a fully functioning member of society <laughs> I had to I had to get control over that tap because I can't be there and yeah. um have and have a child's tantrum at the age <laughs> of thirty one or whatever yeah yeah I so know. so yes to answer your question. <laughs> I am talking this through with my therapist and we're finding healthy ways for me to, to, um, to find everything in my repertoire. 
Um, but, uh, but yes, I am, I am somebody who, uh, my friends think that I, I, uh, that I in some ways have a lot of control over who I am as a human being. And that is because I had to learn to control myself. That's uh, so, so you're, you're spot on. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right there, but it has stood me in good stead when it comes, mm. when it comes to my work. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to say to the Final Fantasy fans that have tuned in today? Man, um, uh, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> uh, this has been this has been uh, the most amazing, ridiculous uh, experience. Um, it's something I haven't really talked about, but um, the uh, the week before I came to went to LA to do the um, uh, the pre-launch celebrations and everything like that i'd lost my mother and um so sorry man uh, oh thank you um and it was very raw um and i still wanted to come out uh, so i turned up and the first person who came up to me was was ben and he took me aside and he was like i'm checking in on you and and um and he said i just want you to let you know that i lost my dad while we were recording and I said, well, you wow. know, I had no idea. And, and he said that he, you know, used it, um, to a certain extent in, uh, in his storytelling. And that is why that, that man is going to be winning. That's not just the one reason, but there are a myriad of reasons why that man is going to be winning a lot of awards. Um, and he and, and Nina and uh, other people just were like, you just let us know if you, if you need anything. Uh, if, if you need to get out and um and i was fully ready to ask for that and they were like david this is the green room you need to you need to bail out you just go but what was amazing was that was that i was able to focus on these amazing people who have such a love for a, i call it a franchise but for just an, an amazing collection of games and how excited they were about getting to dive into something new um yet familiar and um and it sort of saved it saved me um because i was able to be just enveloped in joy and excitement and um and the birth of something and um right after having the death of something in my life it was just the perfect foil to it because um everybody was so excited and also i wasn't able to say anything about barnabas at the time that's why you're still seeing interviews and and spots being released where i'm like hi my name's david Menken. i'm playing barnabas i can't tell you anything um because i was under embargo um just in case something was leaked and i and it just became a running joke with the fans and with the influencers and, and with the press. And, um, uh, and what I said at that point was that I'm so happy that we are at the end of a process that is about us. And now it's about the gamer. And, um, and what's happened is that sort of the gamers haven't allowed that to happen. They're still, they're still letting us know how much our work affected them. And, um, 
and that's extremely gratifying. It is, um, it is so wonderful. Uh, not just not just for the ego, but it's just the fact that the fact that the fact that these people have taken time out to let us know what and why uh, we we have made their last month uh, something special um, is is extremely gratifying. I'm I'm so lucky to do what I do, and I know, I know that I know. So I um, and to be reminded of that every day uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, via my agents on Cameo. Uh, yeah, I'm so lucky. Thank you for sharing that, man. That's that's very special. Um, and and thank you for sharing many stories today. I've got so many more questions for you, but I'll save them. We'll have to do this again at some point, Dave, yeah. if, if you'll come back. Um, but again, thank you yep. so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Um, before I let you go, can, can, uh, can Barnabas say anything to Dan in a, in a bit more, um, <laughs> is that, is that possible? A bit of a lighthearted, um, kneel before bar in the storm. I see you are in your chair. That is not low enough. Thanks, I'll try something else. Hold on. Try something else. Um, right. Um, Man, I love yes. that voice. Yes. The, um, the kingdom of Walud is not big enough for the Warden of Ash. Maybe I'll try Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had some great dialogue. You had some great dialogue, didn't you? Man. The oh, I really did. Oh. Yeah, see, as you can tell, Tell I'm not I'm not the one who, uh, who wrote this stuff. <laughs> no, no. Um, um, but, uh, but yes, um, he's show me the strength of your will. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I many am, great lines. Yeah. But um, but yeah, are you uh, so? Are you going for plat? I'm nearly there. I've got one trophy left. Yeah. One trophy left. So this is your second. This is your second playthrough, and yep. you're now, and you've got one trophy left. On the hardest difficulty, that's it. And I've got it. Got it. Yeah. Got. It. What about yourself? How far through are you? Let's just. <laughs> I'm not very. Uh... <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting. Come on. You've... <laughs> I'm 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 fighting dragoons. Okay, I am um I am I am not doing well, and I am uh yeah uh, uh by the way, I got to hang out with uh with Charlotte McBurney and um and Ben Starr yesterday. Charlotte is young Jill, and is also Amicia in a Plague's Tale. Um, so, incredible actor. Uh, so I don't know. If you, yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't she great? Yeah, you need to so, convince both uh, of them to come on this show, would you, Dave? I'll see what I can do. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Well, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, um, no. Thank you, Dave. We really appreciate yeah, your time. You'll mate. go from you'll go from. Are you silver or are you gold? I can't. I can't tell on your uh, on your play button. Silver. Is it silver? Gold silver at the moment. moment. Silver. Yeah. Still got a ways Please, to as go. As soon as for you gold. get Ben, ben on there. Yeah, if you get when you get Ben, you'll go gold for sure. <laughs> 
he'll be getting a few gold, I reckon. Um, maybe the BAFTAs oh, might might pick one up there. I think if he's not at least nominated, I'll I'll be shocked. Yeah. Oh, I'll throw all of my toys out of the pram. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David. Can we? Um, where where can the fans follow you? Twitter, Instagram. Yes, you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at David Menken. And um, if you'd like Barnabas uh, or any of the other characters that I've played, um, if you'd like them to abuse you in any kind of personal way, you can also find me on Cameo. Yeah, I need to get one of um, Dag. Is that his name? From Assassin's yes. Creed? Man, he was a yes. C- he was a C-U-N. He was a nasty... Man. Have I ever told you about the time that <laughs> <laughs> he was a nasty man? If I remember, oh shit! No, he was just listen. He just he knew what he wanted, and he no, also had don't a tell me he was misunderstood. Was... He was an asshole. Come on, <laughs> did you give me the axe though, Dan? That's yes, the question. Did you give me the axe? Okay, thank you, thank you yes. very much. Yeah, I gave you the noble. I got to go to yeah. Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, I got to go to Valhalla. 